In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Some of you here this morning have not met me, or for those who are members of this parish, we have not yet had the opportunity to share a meal, or meet together for good conversation, or fellowship of some sort, mainly due to a global pandemic. So I need to tell some of you a little secret that you may have already picked up on, and almost make this a small confession of sorts. Are you ready? Okay. I love trivial information. I love it. I think it's one of the coolest things to know some little tidbit about some subject that no one around, uh, no one else around might know anything about. Some of you know that one of my friends has an establishment in Beeville that has a trivia night about once a month or so, and that either the team I have been playing on, or has happened in November when I played by myself, we have won several times. And if we haven't won, we have placed respectively. One friend of mine says I am a walking encyclopedia, while some other friends of mine are more brutally honest and shake their heads and tell me that I am a geek or a nerd, a badge I will gladly bear and wear with distinction. Now, the reason I tell you all of this is because you're going to have to indulge me briefly while I nerd or geek out for just a few minutes. Prior to the 1979 Book of Common Prayer, the one that you have been using this morning, the collect for today, which is the prayer said to help guide and focus our thoughts, to collect them, was something completely different. Instead, the collect spoke of messengers who had come to prepare the way and to prepare our hearts by turning us from disobedience. However, if you recall, a few weeks ago, I made mention of the fact that we were ending our church year, and we called that day Christ the King Sunday, a rather new term that, in all honesty, does not appear in our prayer book, but is something we are tending to now borrow and celebrate with other denominations. That Sunday, in the old prayer books, was always called the Sunday next before Advent. And it was there, on that Sunday, where the prayer books translated the Latin prayer of the church, Exita que sumus domine quorum fidelium voluntatis, to stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people. We, a few minutes ago, prayed a slightly altered version of this prayer, and our ed editors actually took the old fourth Sunday of Advent collect and added stir up to it, and that is the collect we say now. But it doesn't stop there. Oh, no, 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 no. No, in fact, in the old Serum rite of the Roman Church, used around Salisbury and developed at Salisbury Cathedral, and it eventually spread to most of the British Isles prior to the Reformation, four of the five Sundays prior to Advent indeed used the phrase exita, or as translated, stir up, as the opening of the collect. Even today, in many countries that use the Book of Common Prayer, 
the Sunday next before Advent has a collect. Sometimes it's the post-communion prayer that begins with the words, stir up. But no, no, we are not done yet. No. You see, as a result of this stirring up, there indeed became a colloquial name for either the last Sunday after Pentecost or for today as a result. Stir up Sunday. And it was a marker of the year. For you see, when stir up Sunday occurred at the end of the year, it was a marker that Advent was approaching. And it was a very, very important day. It was the day you made your Christmas pudding. Yes, hearing the priest say, Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, was a reminder to households and cooks, wives and daughters, that in the afternoon and evening it was time to prepare the Christmas pudding, which takes several weeks to mature. If you waited too long, your Christmas pudding would not ferment enough and would be spoiled. So, when you went home, you stirred up the pudding after church. Stir up thy power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let thy bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Even with its now familiar strain to you, stir up thy power, becomes a prayer that when we pray it, we should think rather carefully about what we are asking. Sometimes I think when we say our prayers or read our liturgies, we don't truly consider what we are asking. And knit within some of our most familiar prayers are phrases that if we took a moment to glance at them with fresh eyes, there are threads in them that might cause us to approach the throne of grace with more fear and trembling. Not only have we asked God to stir up his power, but we have also asked him to come and be with us in his great might. That, at least in my mind, is a terrifying image. Can you imagine what it would look like if God came here in his awesome might and power? Could this church contain, for a split second, even just a portion of the power and holiness, if God came to be among us in his glory? But there's more. Because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let thy bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. God comes in this power and might to help, deliver, and heal us who are hindered by sin. The sins that weigh us down, the sins that destroy our lives, the sins that cause us to lose our relationships with others, and with God. Come, Lord God, and deliver us from these sins. And that redemption comes in ways that when we look with clear eyes and hear with ears that recognize familiar words from songs and prayers, they give us beautiful gifts. As Isaiah tells us of the coming of the Lord's anointed, 
he sends someone to bring good news to the oppressed, to heal and bind with strips of healing the brokenheartedness of others, to proclaim and to tell out to prisoners and captives their release from bondage, and to comfort all who mourn. And we can all relate to this. We have all been brokenhearted. We have all been held captive to something or someone. We have all moments of deep grief and mourning. And Jesus comes to each of us, and in ways that he knows that are entirely unique to each of our situations, he comes to speak, to heal, to redeem, and to comfort us in our lives. We only must let go and let Jesus act in our lives. All too often, when we think of God coming in might, it is not God coming in love or redemption or healing, but it is God coming in might to smite us, to wreak vengeance on some wrong, to hurl the proverbial thunderbolts down upon us. But God's power is not like that, at least not all the time. God's power, when it is stirred up, looks a lot more like someone healing the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. And it becomes recognizable to us when we look for it, not with a scant eye or with cynicism, but when we look beyond the failings of our eyes and look for it through the eyes of faith. But there is a response that is required of us also. There are many different ways that people have expressed this thought. Some say, you have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Or, the only way for God to work in the world today is through us. And some of that is true to an extent. The reality, however, is that as we pray, Stir up thy power, O Lord. We are also praying that God's power, God's Holy Spirit, be stirred up within us and within the church. We pray that God will bless us, use us, and that all those things that we do, that they come from God's own strength. For it is only in his power that we are able to do even the smallest of tasks. That is why prayer and worship are so crucial. Prayer is the catalyst for a clearer vision of the world. And it leads us to the knowledge of how God acts. And where God is acting. And what our role in creation is. So... Taking your service leaflet and using the traditional form found on the top of the reading sheet, let us pray together. Stir up thy power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And, because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let thy bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen.